Okay, this is Slanted Angelo. Oh, time travel advice. Uh, save for each moment is BS advice. <clears throat> Listen to more music, read more books, ignore other kinds of pop culture, uh, keep up a fitness routine, take care of your teeth, oh, travel more and spend less time at home. Uh, don't worry about your stupid job. It won't last. And spend money on experiences, not possessions. Oh my goodness. This is, uh, a, a time travel advice. You know, the time travel, uh, any kind of movie or uh, fiction, and, and there's a lot of time travel fiction. Always ends with a lesson, something along the lines of uh, either uh, your life was pretty good as it was. Yeah, you didn't need to change anything, or uh, y you should really uh, appreciate the time you have. Something like that. It, it, it always ends that way. There is no uh, greater moral of a time travel story, or actually, there is a third moral, which is don't travel in time. It's always a bad idea to travel through time. Just don't do it. Easy enough, I think. He's been on my mind a lot. I, I go back to time travel scenarios a lot. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm a little tired this morning. I have a, have a extra long commute because I am a house guest at the moment. At a friend's house. Uh, which is the worst. It's just the worst. And not because of the friends. It's, it's, it's the worst because I hate being a guest at anybody's house. I've always hated staying at other people's houses. Even when I was a kid. I don't know what happened with me. Some, some sort of... Uh, it, it's almost like... Uh, something awful happened to me at someone's house. Once. And that, that left a flavor. In, but it, it, that's not it. But it's almost like that. Uh, I just hate it. It's just the worst. I don't know why. And being a house guest is rough. Uh, I'm, 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 out of, I'm out of my house because it's being fumigated. The, the building I live in. I live in a crap hole apartment on a, on, a, on a base floor. And it's being fumigated. For uh, bugs or whatever. I, I hope it's just bugs. They, didn't, they weren't specific. You gotta tent the building. Now, of course, I, I live with a bird, and I love my bird. Uh, he's my little buddy. And I don't worry about him, because it's a gas. They put a gas in the, in the, they wrap your building up like with a, with a giant sheets of nylon, and they clip it with a paper clips, and then they, they gas your whole house, fill it with poison gas. Oh, it's weaponized gas. Uh, the worst kind. And then every living thing in the house dies. It's pretty awful. Can you be a good person and let them gas your house? I'm not sure. I don't know if it's true. I, I, I had no choice. I live in a building. What am I supposed to say? I tried to protest. I said, look, I live with a bird. What, what's going to happen to the bird? And they're like, oh, it's perfectly safe. 
Oh, it's perfectly safe. So says Dow Chemicals. I see. Is, is Napalm also perfectly safe? No. Dow Chemicals. Fucking Dow. Hate that company so much. Don't buy scrubbing bubbles. This is, as a consumer, this is all you can do. Don't buy scrubbing bubbles. And don't tent your house with Dow Chemicals. Uh, fumigating is important, I suppose, but I wonder about this, the ethics of fumigating. So if you're a Buddhist, for example, you're supposed to do no harm. Uh, how can you do no harm when you fumigate in the friggin' house? I'm asking you. How can it be that no harm is done when you're fumigating the house? Uh, the house is... I mean, every living friggin' thing in the house. Now, I am hoping there are no uh, uh, vertebrate animals in the house. I'm hoping. I never had a rat problem here in California. I never had a roach problem. Thank God, because I hate roaches so much. I know, there's plenty of roaches everywhere. You you can't escape that. Uh, but, But can you be an ethical person? Can you be a good Buddhist and tent your friggin' house with Dow Chemicals? I don't think so. So I, I have conflicted feelings because the the, uh, the building I'm in, the apartment I'm in, has silverfish. And I don't care for silverfish. Nobody does. Silverfish are trouble, man. I'll tell you what. I'm sitting on that. There's a t- TMI warning. I'm sitting on a toilet, right? Because there's a, there's a vent right above the toilet. In the in the, the in the bathroom, okay, there's a vent. There's where vents should be, right above the toilet. And I'm sitting there, and more than on one, and more than one occasion, and no hyperbole involved here. Uh, a friggin' silverfish drops onto my head from that vent. Now here's the only way that could be working, because I don't find silverfish all over the floor in the bathroom when I come in. I don't find silverfish in the bowl. See, here's the only way that could work. The silverfish is sitting in the in the, the vent, looking down, just waiting, biding his time. Just like, all right, here he comes. 4.30 on the dot. Here he is. Look at him go. That's my chance. This is my chance for escape. And he, and he does a drop. Uh, Mission Impossible style. Tom Cruise. Uh, oh, shout out to the Cruising Together podcast. Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible 1 dropping from the ceiling. Making his break for it. No wires. Just free falling. Point break. What? Okay. Anything else about that? I don't want that to happen anymore. It's not the worst of feeling like something dropped on your head. And you can't confirm it. Because it's a freaking silverfish. And they're very small. And you're like, I think something dropped on my head. But I'm not sure. So the first time that happened, I walked around with that silverfish all day probably. Hanging out of my hair. Doing whatever silverfish do in human hair. Up to no good, that's for sure. Up to no good. Okay. I won't be sorry that those are gone. But does that make me a bad person that I'm not sorry? The insects are gone. Because if there were pigeons in the attic, oh, forget it. I'd be very upset. Oh, pigeons in the in the rafters. 
people gas pigeons as well. It's a gross. It's awful. Pigeons don't do anything wrong. You understand? They don't cause any damage. They can't bite. They can't do anything. They're a pigeon. You understand? All they can do is poop. Which is more than I can say for you. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So I'm being gassed. I got gassed out of the house. And now I'm a house guest. And being a house guest is the friggin' worst. Because I never like sleeping in another person's house. I never like worrying about other people's idiosyncrasies. And their specific things. Have you ever noticed as a house guest. That it's very easy to irritate the host. Have you noticed that? It's very easy. And I... Okay, you would think when I say something like that, that I'm coming from the point of view of a difficult person, the kind of person who pees on the toilet seat, or uh, doesn't replace the toilet paper roll, why does this all involve toilets, or it leaves toast crumbs on the counter or whatever, or it spills coffee on the couch, and it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm not that person. I'm a tiptoey sort of person tiptoeing around all the rules trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong but nobody likes people over at their house I think for the most part unless you're running a friggin Airbnb oh Airbnb there's a rabbit hole topic I would almost rather stay at a friend's house than an Airbnb because at least when your friends are dirty eh, you can tell them and you see it coming you know I don't know. Okay. Anyway, that's the worst. So I'm staying... It's a very nice apartment, too. In a very crappy part of Los Angeles. And that's the... There's a, there's a, a little detail about Los Angeles. They will put a very nice apartment... Or renovate a very crap apartment... In an awful part of town. And they get a lot of money for that. You don't see that on the East Coast so much. You know, if they're going to renovate the thing, it's usually in a nice part of town. You know what I mean? It's not in some shithole. Uh, it's not in Skid Row. I'm just saying, you will see a Skid Row apartment. A Skid Row apartment in Los Angeles, way nicer than yours. Just letting you know. Just ponder that. There were more people sleeping outside the apartment than in. And the apartment inside is way nicer than yours. Everything's new. Marble countertops. Oh, my goodness. Marble's hard to come by around here. Uh, L.A.'s stupid. Anyway, okay. Uh, time travel. Thinking about time travel because... Uh... I think about time travel a lot. I have uh, recurring fantasies about time travel. And the fantasies, are, uh, maybe there were three of them. Hold on. Let's, let's take inventory. The fa fantasies about time travel are, number one, going back in time in your present body to confront your younger self. Fantasy number two, going back in time in your younger body and taking over Patrick Swayzean ghost style or, uh, or being John Malkovich style and you push the younger self off to the side and say just hold on I'm going to ride this ride for I don't know the next two years and then you can have it back but look at 
watch and learn. That's how I sort of picture that one. Or, fantasy number three. Younger self is displaced into the ether and I take over. Older self takes over and you live the whole thing again. That's fantasy three. That one's a little unethical. What else do we do, guys? Fantasy four. Uh, Older and younger self take turns? Maybe we switch places like the time traveler's wife. Why did she put up with that guy? Does she love him that much, really? He he stalked her when she was a child. Does nobody want to point out how creepy that is? Nobody? And then he shows up naked all over her life. <laughs> Throughout her life, he shows up naked. This is a this is a bad guy. I'm just he kind of he kind of what goes around comes around with that guy. You know what I mean? That's not a good story. Okay. Uh, okay, see, they, they really did three scenarios. I, I think I had a third one, a, four, a fifth one. Uh, what was it? Oh, it came to me the other day. I know, this was brilliant. Time traveling into, uh, okay, in your in your old body, time traveling, right? You, tend, you go forward and you go back in your old body. You don't get to confront your younger self. But you get to have a conversation with everybody you know as your younger self and convince them to have heart-to-hearts with your younger self because confronting your younger self would probably result in some kind of paradox. Is that right? That was one that I thought of. And then I'm thinking, what kind of boring... That would have to be a novel because it's so boring. Okay. And if I had a nickel... For every time travel fantasy I had, I would have a, you know, obviously I would have uh, four nickels, which is 20 cents. Or 25 cents, I'd have a quarter. If I had a nickel, I'd have a quarter. When is that expression going to get updated, by the way? If I had a nickel for this or that, look, it's fine. I mean, obviously, you're trying to make the point that you have a lot of these things, a lot of these thoughts, a lot of these experiences. I get it. And if you had a nickel, there'd be a lot. But why don't you go a little, shoot a little higher in your life? Maybe, maybe you get a dollar for every one of those things, and you'd be even better off. I mean, there's inflation. That expression's been around since I don't know. A time. If I had a nickel and a time machine. Then I'd have a steak dinner and a, and a show. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cracked myself up. All right, Nickel in a Time Machine is definitely the name of this album. Definitely, Nickel in a Time Machine. Oh, boy. <laughs> steak dinner? I could have a steak dinner and a show. Not the good seats, but you know, like the, the peanut seats show. I get one of those, and then uh, I probably take in a in a, 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 a double feature on that kind of that kind of bill. Steak dinner and a double feature and a date with my best gal. <laughs> Her name's Norma Jean. Oh, that ain't funny. That's my grandmother's name. Oh my God. That ain't funny at all. We're in back to the future territory. 
You know, time travel's a, a common theme, and I love time travel movies and Back to the Future. Speaking of Back to the Future, most of these time travel movies, uh, they uh, avoid literalism. I was actually listening to a philosophy course on a Coursera, something you should check out if you have it. It's a free way to listen to college lectures. It's awesome. A philosophy course, and there apparently is a branch of philosophy called time travel philosophy. These are people who've dedicated their lives to the impossible idea of time travel and the philosophies uh, uh, and, and related philosophies of such. Don't you find that a little odd? I find that a little bit odd. It's a little weird. But it's fascinating to me, and I think maybe I'm into it. One of the philosophies of time travel proves that you can't have time travel because it'd be a paradox. For instance, you go back in time to meet your grandfather, and in so doing, you'll manipulate or you influence your grandfather into doing this or that, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally, and then all of a sudden you cease to exist, something that was dealt with very plainly, although it took a, a long time for it to happen, in the Back to the Future movies. Right? If you make too many changes, you'll start to disappear, albeit very slowly, uh, through your uh, 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 cultural uh, 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 what am I trying to say? The, the guy's stealing oh, appropriation. Cultural appropriation of Johnny B. Good. You get halfway through Johnny B. Good and all of a sudden you're fading out. That can't work. All right. But as far as I can tell, you got a good 10 minutes before you fade away. And in that 10 minutes, maybe you can rectify the situation. Uh, anyway, okay. My favorite time travel movie was this, the, the 1950s or 60s, early 60s, perhaps, adaptation of, uh, the, of the, the Time Machine, H.G. Wells' Time Machine. And one of my favorite books as well is H.G. Wells' Time Machine. And if you think the movie is sort of surreal, you should read that book, dude. Dude, that book. At the end, it's so surreal. Anyway, that's a great book. Uh, the one with the, the one they remade in the, in the 90s or whatever, that's not good. That ain't good. Don't look at that. Um, okay, but the, the one from the, the 60s, 50s, and 60s is pretty good. I like that one. Uh... Okay, and uh, I don't know, it, it's an intriguing idea. <clears throat> Why do I think about time travel so much? Well, there's a period of my life, I think, that I often return to. Two or three periods. If I had an ankle for every one of those, I'd have another quarter. Uh, and then I could make a long-distance phone call in 1992. Uh, there was a period of time when I uh, hooked up with this girl. Uh, I was probably 18, late 18 years old. Uh, she was, yeah, I was, okay, I was 19, she's 18. I hooked up with this girl. I wanted to get out of my my folks' house so bad. There was a lot going on, a lot of drama then. Drama is never good with your parents, especially. The, the, the drama is the worst. So I hooked up with this girl and we got an apartment in there. She, you know, 
speaking of roaches, that, that apartment needed to be tinted real bad. Uh, we got a tiny, tiny apartment living on top of each other. Teenage kids. Uh, it was a nightmare of drama and nonsense. Uh, and, then, and then she broke my heart. <clears throat> Saved my life, broke my heart. If I'd stayed with her, my God, I'd be one of them people uh, in a wife beater in their kitchen. Talking about how I used to be somebody. Instead of instead of the 40-something-year-old version of that person I am now. But at least I don't have that nightmare of a person next to me. Am I right? High fives. Uh, okay. That's a period of time I fantasize about going back in time to... To uh, have conversations with myself. Because following that particular breakup and my... Uh, uh, my evacuation from that apartment and my uh, unfortunate return to my parents' house. Ugh. And all of the things that followed. All of the, the emotional nonsense that followed. That was a very vulnerable time for me. So whenever I fantasize about going back in time, I think about that particular period of time. Okay. What I would say to myself, this is part of the fantasy. So I, I think in my head, this is how I picture it. I worked at the time in, a, in the uh, in the golden autumn years of that relationship. I worked at an art supply store uh, in a certain part of town. And uh, it, was a, it was like a fantasy job for five minutes. And then I was like, you know what? This has nothing to do with being an artist. And most of these people are burnt out assholes that I work with. And this isn't going to be great for me. I can see myself in these people too well. I was in community college taking art classes, working at an art supply store. And so was every 57-year-old that I worked with. How many ceramics classes can you take before you turn 57 and you look in the mirror and you go, I can't make another pinch pot. I can't make another one. I can't justify this lifestyle anymore. I've taken every art class there is at the community college. I retired from it, essentially. I can't justify this anymore. This ain't a career. I saw myself. Even as a young, 20, fresh 20, fresh-faced 20-year-old, I saw myself in that experience. So if I had shown up, I think the fantasy is that I show up in my current form, which the 20-year-old me would have looked at and went, oh, what have you done? And I would have pointed right back at him and said, what do you mean, what have I done? What have you done? This is all you're doing, you little shit. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have liked that very much. Anyway. That kid would have taken one look at me and been like, I don't, I'm not listening to a word this old fart says because I think that's how I was. But I'd like to think, in the fantasy, I'm a little more receptive to a, a, a sensitive heart-to-heart uh, -heart with an older self. Like uh, like Morgan Freeman in the, the, the Shawshank Redemption, how he got on, uh, off on parole 
is all he had to say was, I wish I could have a conversation with my younger self before I shanked that guy and stole his wallet or whatever he did. I don't remember what he did to get in there. Uh, yeah. I wish I could have talked some sense into him. That's all I want, is to talk a little sense into my 20-year-old self at that vulnerable point in time, especially. So that's why I think all the time travel advice is BS. Savor the moment. What are you talking about? I'm going to tell that kid to savor the moment. He was savoring the moment. That's the problem. You spent too much time savoring these moments. These moments sucked. Can, can, can we get a, at least a, some sense into the moments that you savor? We'll, we'll talk that through. He, these are the moments you should savor. These are the ones you should avoid. Uh, am I, is any of this getting through? That's the fantasy. So the fantasy is I show up at that kid's work at the art supply store. And trust me, there were plenty of old men uh, who liked to uh, strike up conversations with me when I was 20. Because I didn't look like this. Uh, and, uh, you know, young man, there was this one guy who would come in all the time and ask me very detailed questions. And then tell me all about his process. And when I was 20, I didn't realize... That guy's just looking for a piece of tail, and I'm the tail. I didn't like that. I wouldn't have been okay with that, but I, I looked a certain way. I like to wear this pair of purple bell-bottom pants in 1990, whatever that was. I, I, and, and this very... I, 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 had a, I had a look that communicated a thing that I, I you know, I, I wasn't exactly trying to communicate that particular thing to 48-year-old men who showed up at the art supply store. But apparently it was working pretty well. So yet another one showing up uh, and had, trying to have a heart-to-heart. I probably would have not have been too receptive to that. But in the fantasy, I am receptive. And, I, I, and he takes me out to lunch. I take him out to lunch. He takes me out to lunch. You see how that works. And uh, we have a heart-to-heart, and I say, I give him the details. See, here's the important thing about time travel and meeting your former self. you got to keep it brief. You need to prepare talking points, okay? You can't just show up and start rambling and throwing a bunch of, uh, vomiting a bunch of information about the future. If Doc Brown taught us one thing, it's number one, you cannot share information about the future, and number two, Forget all that if you want to make two sequels. Okay. (coughs) So, you have to keep it brief. Maybe you prepare a letter, much like Marty McFly prepared a letter, and you tell him, do not open this until... Except I would have said, just open this right now, because I kept it brief. Here's what you need to know. You're about to meet a person... And you're in a very vulnerable point in your life. And you're about to meet a person who's going to seem like the answer to at least two of those problems. She ain't. She is not. I want you to avoid that person at all costs. In fact, I'm going to point her out to you. Because she's going to come on uh, during the Christmas uh, rush. 
to, to, to you know, uh, stock the store. She'll be on as a temp during the Christmas rush. I'm going to point her out to you. And do me a favor. Just do me this one solid and then you go on with your life. Treat her like she's the worst person in the world. Okay? A person who you would not... Who you would not speak to if she were the last person on earth. It's going to take about three years for you to feel that way about her. But I'm asking you to just make an attempt to feel that way about her now. And save yourself a little trouble. That's all I'm trying to do. Save us both a little trouble. And then bam, I fade away. Because at that point, my whole trajectory is altered. Right? Here's the problem with that in the fantasy. Right? Okay, maybe I fade away in 10 minutes and I've got a chance to finish my uh, my fries from that place next to the art supply store that I really liked to get fries from because the fries were a dollar and I could afford it. Sometimes I would not eat lunch. Can you believe that? And next door, there were fries for a dollar and that was... Uh, it was a big fries too. Now, of course, they were frozen, and had I been a smart kid, I could have gone to the store and gotten the Orrida fried, fr- fr- uh, frozen fries myself and put them in the microwave at work. I could have done that. I was not a smart kid. Hence the time travel fantasy. Now I fade away, I finish the fries, the kid moves on with his life, and I don't exist, and I don't remember any of this, right? There's the paradox. The problem with time travel movies... Oh, the problem that time travel movies get to uh, sidestep is always the paradox of meeting yourself. It's always that. They always sidestep it or they deal with it in a way that is also fantasy. I don't like literalism because it ruins fun fun fiction fantasies. So I'm not going to be literalist about this. But that always ruins the end of any fantasy. I'll be having a real good fantasy. You know what I'm saying. I'm having a really good one. And then all of a sudden, I, some voice of literalism steps in and is like, you know, that wouldn't really work out because A, B, and C. And I'm like, God, God damn it. This was a really good one. You just spoiled it for me. <laughs> Happens a lot. Okay. All right. Fantasy number two is I take over the body of my youngest self and I push him to the side. And <clears throat> maybe we have a little uh, mental dialogue where uh, where I set him uh, in a in a black room and we just have a heart to heart. And I say, listen, kid, I'm gonna need you to sit this one out. I'm gonna be in this body for as long as it takes to to set things right. Okay? And, uh, you know, and then hoping the next leap will be the leap home. If you're lucky, I'll do it quickly. If you're not lucky, you just sit, watch and observe. And if you don't like what I'm doing, I can, I can give you a brief at the end of the day where I explain how this or that thing that you did would have been a bad idea. We can go over all that. I don't have time for that now. I'm going to need you to take over when I have to work the register at the, at the art supply store because I don't think I remember the codes for that thing. 
Uh, or any time I forget somebody's name, I'm going to need your help with that. Or phone numbers. Because in the future, we don't remember phone numbers. So I know you got a few of them in there. I'm going to need help with those. Uh, but otherwise, why don't you stay off to the side? And, uh, and, and we'll, talk, we'll have a chat about all the ways you went wrong at the end of the day. And then in the fantasy in my weird, we got this like black room. Uh, where we can have these conversations. It's a dark room where I can close my eyes and we can talk. Talk it out. What do you think of that one? That seems pretty good, right? So then I get all the fantasy wish fulfillment of being 20 years old again. But I also don't displace the 20-year-old that was. Maybe I teach him a thing or two. He can learn by observation. I think that's a pretty good one. Uh, and in Fantasy 3 uh, is where I displaced that kid and he don't exist anymore. Uh, which is which is one that I kind of have a sick fascination with that one. Because that one's just starting over. Like, uh, and, and when I have that particular fantasy, I want to go all the way back. <clears throat> I want to go all the way back to my childhood. Because there's a bunch of shit there I don't like too much either. And I would like to change some of those things. Now, the displacing fantasy. I don't know what happens to the to the self. And the, the, when the literalist steps in, and I want to kick that guy out of my head so bad. But when he steps in, he's always like, you know, you can't do that. You're going you, well, to go back to when you were 12 years old. And, you, and then when your parents ask you a question, you're going to be like, I'm calling bullshit on that mother and father because I know better. Have you not been paying attention to current events? You realize that uh, that Ronald Reagan will do this or that. You realize, of course, that uh, the trajectory you're on will set us all up for disaster in the future. I have some information about that. Uh, And they're going to look at me like they're going to send me to therapy. (laughs) And I would have to. I'm only 12. It's a little too early for them to send me to therapy. Well, come to think of it, they probably should have sent me to therapy at 12. And that would have saved me the second time around. Uh, right. Time travel fantasies are fun. Now, what does it mean to have a time travel fantasy? A recurring time travel fantasy? I think it, it points to... Uh, the way it's coming up is I'm still working through this... Uh, <clears throat> file cabinet full of old papers and I'm uh, I'm uh, retyping some of those things, documenting some of them and throwing them away. <clears throat> Part of my creative minimalism exercise, it is now taking two years. Uh, it is it is effective exercise, but God dang it, is it taking a long time? I would like to... Uh, Go back in time because I'm, I'm actually able to connect with my uh, old self, my, my youngest self, through these papers and journals and, and, and things. I, I see these pieces of my youngest self and I, I'm sort of, it sparks a remembrance. Oh, so another piece of time travel advice you should give yourself in the old days is, is keep a journal and keep it, keep it, keep it up. Because I think those are useful things as an old person, as an older person, to be able to read your journal. Why? Because it's also painful. No doubt about it, it's also painful. Because 
But it brings a connection back that may have been lost. Now, I keep bringing up Lenny from uh, from Strange Days. Lenny couldn't let go of the past. And his best friend, Angela Bassett, tells Lenny, you gotta, you got, there's a reason why memories fade, Lenny. And Lenny doesn't listen. Uh, yeah, there's a reason why memories fade. But a journal's different, I think, than being able to relive a memory. A journal is like, uh, it's a little piece of your soul that you leave behind. And there ain't much of your soul that you can leave behind, you know. And as you grow in age, you become a completely different person. The person you were is, is almost lost. It lives inside of you in little pieces, but the, the older you get, the more of those pieces fall away. The other problem is that they get corrupted. Uh, like a Windows machine. You gotta, you gotta defrag the disk on occasion. They get corrupted. Uh, and you can't always retrieve lost data or whatever. And, and, and sometimes you only get a piece. The journal is also a piece, but it's an intact piece. You know? It allows you to time travel. It's basically all you got. You got some smells. You got some music. Uh, but and 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 maybe I, I don't know some some very vivid memories. Maybe there's a dream that that stirs up things. But for the most part, you don't get to time travel in a journal uh, or writings or uh, anything at all. You can save. That is an ex- a full expression of your psyche, your mental state, or whatever. That is a time travel device, and that's all we have. So I would recommend to my younger self that you that you keep a journal. It's important. Uh, it'll it'll it will serve you later in life. Unfortunately, here's the downside of that. Because I've been time traveling for the past two years, reading these things back. Uh, it puts me, it, it reminds me of all the ways that I kind of went wrong. All the things I should have, that should have been, that weren't. Now I hope a bigger picture in being positive, that that, being optimistic, that that is a, that that is a way for me to uh, defrag the disc and sort of sort out the, uh, the unfinished business of the past. I'm hoping that's what will happen. But I'm not sure that it will. I'm not absolutely sure that it will. Some of it just seems to open old wounds. and, and But perhaps opening old wounds is a way to sort of get that sponge that the doctor left in there out. For, for once, once and for all, get that sponge out of there so that I can finally heal. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, time travel stuff. It's interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. I definitely rambled on this one. All right. Traveling through time and space. Doc Brown invented a time machine? Question mark. Okay. Uh, all right. This is Lady Angelo.